This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. With Anastasia and Warren, Joy 94.9. Good morning, Anastasia. Good morning, darling man. Good morning, Melvin. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Very well, thanks. Fantastic. Hey, now listen, I think I found a solution to soaring, like, you know, my electricity bill, how it's yes. been crazy every month. I don't know why There might is. be a solution. Because what sort of cooking do you have? Well, I do gas cooking, right? Right. Right? <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Just realise the difference between electricity and gas. Um, so why is it so But darling, high? I hardly ever use electricity, except for the lights and, you know, when I'm on the internet, like, you know, powering up my computer. I don't get it, but I'm paying a monthly bill over 100 bucks. One person. That's it. I reckon someone's... What's going on? Someone's got an... It's ex- actually freaking me out. ...an extension lead plugged into your um, apartment, I No, I've called the the, um, the company and they've said, no, it's normal. And I'm like, what's normal about paying over 100 bucks a month? But apparently... What's your solution then? Well, there is a solution apparently that's coming up. It's... um, Well, everyone's fed up about the electricity prices that are, are crazy at the moment, but no one knows about um, battery storage to make the switch. So analysis of, of energy storage in Australia to be released today reveals households and businesses are primed to buy batteries to store their own power, similar to our world-leading take-up solar. I so, agree with that. Yeah, do you? Yeah, yeah. I've got solar But aren't panels. batteries bad for, for the environment as well, well? They probably are in some respects. So is but, coal-fired electricity. Yeah, so, so you I, prefer that, right? Yeah, I've got solar. And what I haven't got batteries, but I'd buy them if they were cheaper and yeah. plug them into my house and generate my electricity during the day. It'd and be so much cheaper, it. wouldn't oh, it? Absolutely. Well, so I run everything during the day. Because effectively it's self-powered. Yeah, right. So I set everything so it runs during the day when the sun's shining. Wow. Well, it's predicted we would have to spend $11 billion on batteries by 2030 wow. to ensure reliable supply. So there you go. But I don't know how it works in uh, shared apartment blocks, though. Yeah, right. Because, you know, I suppose you don't really own the roof, do you? Mm. And you've got to stick the solar panels on the roof. I'm not sure, but it is a solution. Yeah. Or you, you know what you could or do? Or you could just move to the desert. That's what I'm thinking <laughs> of doing. just and get just, a torch or something. Yeah, exactly. And, using... and eating off the wild. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm sick of this life. It's too expensive. Get a bicycle with a <laughs> generator attached to it or something. Exactly. Then... Last week, a lady, um, <laughs> did you see that someone gave Donald Trump's motorcade the finger? The middle finger. The middle finger. Love a good middle finger. <laughs> And she got sacked for it. You're kidding me. She got sacked for it, but she said she'd do it again if she was given the chance. Oh, this is the chick that was on the bicycle. Yeah, she was on the bicycle. Yes. But once someone, uh, director of the Language and Cognition Lab at mm. the University of California, Benjamin Bergen, mm. has said that uh, giving the finger goes back to Greek times. Oh, of course it does. <laughs> oh, my God, that's hysterical. I didn't realise it did, and I thought, oh, Anastasia's Greek. I'm going to ask her about it. Yeah. Because apparently um, it was in Greek plays. Okay. There you go. <laughs> uh, and the uh, well, there were other other um, gestures like uh, you know flopping a penis out at someone to sort of say the same thing as what we give the middle finger. Apparently, the finger represents that. But it represents the and penis the, and the and the bent fingers represent the testicles. The testicles. Oh my I God, didn't know that, hysterical. but that comes back from Greek times. I've never. Every time I've used the middle finger in, um, especially if I'm in the car, I've never thought of um, a penis. I never I'm... thought of it either. I just thought it was. A, I've just gone up yours. But I had a Greek boyfriend mm. a long time ago. Greeks are so good with each other. Lovely man, Nick, if you're listening, hello. Oh, hi, but Nick. But when I, when I 
pissed him off. Yeah. He used to stick his hand up <gasps> oh my with God, his fingers nah. spread <laughs> and then slap it with his hand. That's hilarious. So that's a back. double whammy. And then sometimes he'd do it on my head. Oh, my <laughs> What does that Listeners, mean? Listeners, I tell you what, a na- that means that that's nah. That's called nah. the nah. Yeah, he used nah. to go nah, you say nah? and slap. With now, his if you get the slap in the back of the um, hand, that, that's a double nah. So basically, oh. he's like he he was really angry with you. What about when it's on your head as well? Oh, mate, that's like a triple. <laughs> like he he was over you. But I that's how I've grown up with the nah. So we, we're very expressive, us Greeks. That doesn't surprise me that the middle finger came from there. But we use the whole hand, the whole hand, and spread it out and bang. Yeah. Now, if so, if I do it to someone, let's say mm. someone, is it... Oh, they'll get the, offended. Will they like get, is went, it offensive or is it fun? To, oh, my God, no, it's not fun. I mean, if you went to a Greek restaurant and we had dinner and you did that to the waiter, oh, my God, you'd probably be thrown out unless they had a really good sense of humour and I tried to talk you out of it, you know what I mean? I'll just smile and do it. Yeah. So I go, nah, yeah. as I do it. Nah, so hand nah. out. High five! Nah, yeah, nah. Behind, nah. Look, um, if listeners, if you don't have any Greek mates, um, we'll put a, we'll put a picture up um, of what a nut looks like on our Facebook page. <laughs> Just link us and like us and type in Anastasia and Warren. We'll put it up now. Nah. This is a bit of a warning, so thank God you're listening to Jaw 94.9, but if you've got elderly parents <laughs> yeah. or migrant parents like mine, you've got to talk them up because apparently rogue door knockers and telemarketers are bullying pensioners and other soft targets like migrants into buying solar panels and other products at inflated prices. What? How bad is that? So the elderly low-income householders and migrants are most likely to fall prey to sales representatives um, and according to the Community Legal Sentence, so there's been allegations. Apparently a 72-year-old man, pensioner, was left shaking and shivering when a solar panel spruker refused to leave his home until he agreed to an $8,695 system on an unaffordable payment plan. Oh my goodness. How bad is that? Another one, a cancer patient pressured into a one-day-only solar deal after many hours spent in his house. The $11,500 finance arrangement was unaffordable. How disgusting That's is that? That's appalling behaviour. Those Sometimes those door-knocking salespeople yeah. are really pushy, aren't they? Oh, my God. So, I don't know, my parents... If what are they, your parents like? Well, they come over... My mum's my, my quite... You know, she's very polite. Yes, and, and she'd that's be like, my dad. Oh, and she'd sit there. She might not. She wouldn't have any intentions. Yeah. I don't think they'd fool her no. into buying it, but she would listen to the whole spiel. Yeah, because okay. She didn't, that that would be, be my father. But then my my dad would go, "What's going on?" And he'd come over and tell them to get you know. Yeah, that's my <laughs> and chase them out of the driveway. My mum chases them out. Does she chase so them she, out? There's no way she'd be signing any solar panel deal for anybody. Has she ever had anything done? She's had you know one thing that she gave into, and oh my god, it went on for years. Thank God they've changed them now. Some agreeable free energy lights. They oh, put in the energy-saving lights. Oh, my those, God. Were... For a lesson. So every time I'd go over, I felt like I was in 7-Eleven, right? <laughs> every time she switched lights, I'd be like, oh, my God. I'd crack it going, oh, my God, talk about not having any ambience. Were they this bright white? She'd go, wow, what's wrong with that? My dad would go, no, but apparently they're free and they're good energy. It was horrible. They were white. Everyone, everyone was fluorescent. It was disgusting. It was horrible. For years, though, they wouldn't change them. Yeah, that must have been the first game when they had those little <laughs> compact fluorescent glow that everyone was replacing and they, they always had these really white I don't care bright, how much free ones. energy they're saving. Oh, my God. Like a 7-Eleven. Like imagine living in 7-Eleven at 24-7. <laughs> Shocking. But they would chase them out if they came now. 
My parents, oh, my God, my mother, oh, she has no shame. She's an 80-year-old woman. You can't fool her. She, her mind is so sharp. She'd chase them out. There's no way she'd tolerate it. But, you know, not everyone is an effy good thanks like my mother. No, I think that's really cruel. Yeah. I don't like it when they're pushy. I always say no. I, very polite. No yes. once, no twice. But if they keep going, yeah, then I turn. That's when you slam the door. Yeah, because it's just, like, hello. I said once, no. <laughs> I said twice, no. Now get out! Get out! Researchers have discovered that drinking a small amount of alcohol mm. improves your foreign language skills. No way. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Sounds all right they, to me. They did a test and they found if you're learning a language, um, when you drink alcohol, you perform significantly better. Oh, my God. So I should teach you Greek with a bottle of Uzi. <laughs> yeah, what do you reckon? Best, that's the best way to do it. Um, pronunciation uh, really seemed to, to – pronunciation, I should say <laughs> – really seemed to improve. Um, however, your uh, the ability to rate your own – your rating of your performance yes. did not improve. So you yeah. still think you're crap at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. apparently you do improve. Wow. I can speak multiple languages after a few drinks. Oh, who can't? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Have you ever been with someone who can't speak English? I or have. Greek? I've actually, yes. I've, um, I remember when I was in Berlin for about three weeks and I went to this um, place called Delicious Donuts. It was a bar club called Delicious, Delicious Donuts. Delicious Donuts. And it was so good. And, um, I ended up getting with a guy, right, which was really hilarious, but he was an Italian pizza maker. <laughs> and that's all I knew about him. And I think he, he must have used sign language to show me how, what he does for a living. And we had the best night. All I remember is he was the best kisser I've ever had in my life. And we just giggled the whole night because we didn't understand. It was like sign language. Isn't that so? Because I, it was, I it was a, actually really great. I had a Belgian guy who could only speak French. Yeah. And um, couldn't, couldn't speak like, very little, little English. But the interaction was amazing. Isn't it great? Because you take away the language and you're just you're only conversing th- with hands. With hands and giggles and yeah, yeah. You know, save on, it's good. And, and that you was can about always it. convert. You don't need language to, to communicate with somebody. No, it was it just through your body. It was just at the end when I wanted him to go. Yeah. <laughs> it makes it a lot easier when someone doesn't speak English. You know, yeah. You cut to the chase, you know what I mean? And then just point to the door and say, get out. <laughs> 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 You've just given away your love life. Anastasia, a British couple mm. have had their Greek wedding cancelled. Oh, no. Um, in Greece because they tried to imitate a photograph. They'll make up a photograph and he's standing up. Mm. He's got his pants pulled down and yeah. she's sort of squatting down in front of him. <laughs> so they're not actually That's doing shocking. anything but they're posing. This must, it's, it's Apparently the British tourists are doing this thing at the moment right. where they go to their destination of marriage and they pose oh, right. in this way. Okay. Anyway, the the um the Greek it was on the Greek island of Rhodes. Right. And the the priest is really annoyed. <laughs> and he's so annoyed that he said no foreigners are going to al- be allowed to marry on this Greek <gasps> island. Okay, so what if they were Greek? Would he let them marry? No, he's probably Gre- Greeks, yeah, Greeks, Greeks are allowed. I don't know about no, it says no foreigners. So even I, I assume it doesn't yeah. matter if you're Greek heritage mm. or not. Um, and apparently there's hundreds <laughs> Hundreds of couples uh, from the UK mm. who've had all their plans just completely cancelled because of these two, this one couple. <laughs> because of that photo. Because of that photo. Him standing there with his pants down and her squatting in front of him. Oh, my God. And so they've all, they've imagine, all been cancelled. Imagine invite, like, people being at your wedding and going, oh, this, like, I mean, I've, have you ever heard of anything like that before? It's happened again. There was another couple in October that did it as well. Yeah. What so do I, you think about it? <laughs> <laughs> It's a bit cheap and nasty. Like, you know, I'd do it in the 
hotel room before the wedding. <laughs> exactly. Or, or afterwards. Well, like, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, sex is sex and it's natural. Yeah. And, you know, but I don't know. I think it's a bit tacky, It darling. is a bit tacky, posing for a photograph. They're like, she's in a wedding dress, you yeah. know, slumped all over the mud. Yeah. While she's, you know, going down on her... <laughs> husband to be so the Greeks are really annoyed. So if you cracked it, if you, you don't want to crack, you don't want to piss a Greek off. I'll tell you that right now. Because they, they have the band them all. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They don't muck around, mate. Would you do it? I hold grudges. Um, would I what ban people? Yeah, nah. I'd let them do whatever they want. Is it a Greek thing to hold grudges? Oh, absolutely. And never Look, maybe not. Look, I, I I love holding grudges. I'm learning not to though, because I think it's really immature to hold grudges. You need to let things go. Um, but yeah, we we do. We we can go on for not talking for years. Okay, if so someone's pissed us off. So if you're going to go to Greece, it's all about the ego. If you're going to the island of Rose, <laughs> you might want to rethink your wedding plans. Yeah, Due totally. to this couple, they've ruined it for Shocking. everyone. Keep it in the hotel room. I was just reading. Um, a woman in Massachusetts um, had a, a little issue with her grow lights for her cannabis plants, so she moved them to a porch in order for them to continue to soak up the sun a bit, right? Right. Unfortunately, though, the woman found out the hard way that her two cats have developed a taste for the <laughs> sticky icky. Oh, my God. And she found them sprawled out. On the floor, surrounded by half-eaten <laughs> weed plants. Oh, my God, the cats were ripped. It's um, unclear if the cats would actually get stoned from eating the plants raw, but it, it sure seems they um, enjoyed it. Now, darling, they would have, they'd be ripped. Of they would they be. Would. They're animals, of course. They've eaten THC. It would have gotten... They're lying there going, whoa, oh mum. Oh, my God, can you imagine? That would be quite horrific for um, an animal not prepared... I think so too. I looked after a friend's cat once mm. and it was really, uh, it was just, I don't know it's whether it had issues or something, <laughs> but it started, they spray and he was spraying. What do you mean they spray? They spray urine to oh, mark. Was he spraying on you? It ter- wasn't <laughs> spraying on me. <laughs> but he was spraying around the house and it was driving me crazy. Oh, that would drive me insane. And it could, I was smelling, and I was constantly running around wiping it off and <laughs> trying to get rid of the smell. And I tried some. Uh, and my friend was away for a couple of months, so I tried some sort of plug-in thing that apparently you know, it <laughs> releases some pheromones or something and, meant, and it's meant to calm them down. Yeah. But it didn't do anything. So I went – someone said, oh, you've got to get these grasses. So I went to the, <laughs> the nursery and I bought some grasses, but there were different varieties. I didn't know what to buy. And there were a whole pile – one of them's catnip. There was another mint. There was this, that and the other. Mm. And the cat was hoeing into it, like oh loved God. it so much. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. But then would zonk out. Oh, wow. For a bit. And so I don't know how it worked or what it did, yeah. but he, he, would, he would really go completely calm yeah. for ages. And he was rolling in the pots and it was like going crazy for it. Anyway, my friend came back to pick him up and he was a completely different cat. And he said, <laughs> what, have you, what have you done to him? He's lost his personality completely. Oh, no. Yeah, but look, I, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't have been able to cope with him spraying around. The spraying was horrible. The spraying would have been terrible. And isn't it really funny? Because he got into all different places. And I remember when I painted and I moved furniture, there was even stuff there years later that yeah. I discovered. So I yeah. don't know. Do you like cats? I'm not a huge fan of cats, no. Yeah. I prefer puppy dogs. Yeah. yeah. Do you? I, I, I've, I've learned to like them, but initially, no, I never used to like cats. But no, they're quite beautiful. They yeah. really are. I like, look, I, I, I like them. I like to cat 
pat them and cuddle yeah. them and yeah. what have you, but I don't think I'd have one. Yeah, so, right. No, probably not for me. Mm. But, yeah, not a spraying one anyway. Oh, it's horrible. It stinks. <laughs> it's so revolting. <laughs> it's International Transgender Day of Remembrance today. Yes, it is. And we've got our day. International Trans Woman, Michelle, on the line. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, folks. How are you? Very well, thank you. Michelle, can you tell us what does the day mean, International Transgender Day of Remembrance? What's it about? Well, just a bit of background. Gwendolyn Ann Smith uh, founded Trans Day of Remembrance back in 1999 to honour lives lost to anti-trans violence. And so basically it's been uh, a couple decades, uh, but also gave rise to Transgender Awareness Week as well which is November 13th to 17th. So it's basically a week of celebrating trans lives, uh, educates people about the issues that our community faces as well. So we've just passed the Awareness Week. Are you finding that awareness is improving as a result? Awareness is getting there. It's, we're not really there yet. Um, now, I'm just literally arriving back uh, from the U.S. from being away for three weeks. I'm talking Bible Belt, uh, Midwest. And it was quite interesting to see the changes that are actually happening over there and the acceptance compared to what we're actually hearing. Because this past year, we actually had the highest number of murders against the trans community actually in the U.S. So it's really interesting to see that number rising, but also areas like the Midwest, who are a very strong Bible Belt region, to be being more accepting. We've had our, our same-sex marriage postal survey here, and we're clearly behind the US in terms of marriage equality. Would you say right. we're actually ahead in terms of transgender awareness? It's up and down. So one of the things they have over there is there's the right to actually discriminate against anyone LGBT in the workplace. So they can actually dismiss you for being gay and trans, but you are, and that's a state-by-state state case, where here those laws aren't in place. So we can't be dismissed for being LGBT. They have, you know, same-sex marriage already, but then there's the ability to anti-discriminate because of religious reasons, which you can see that they're trying to push that through now. Now, one of the biggest things, the messages I want to make sure I'm relaying from the wider trans community is that what our fear is, is now that same-sex marriage has gone through, that the rest of the BTIQ, A+, and a partner in a pear tree are going to be left behind. And you see many images of us waving the rainbow flag with the wider community, but what we're asking is the wider L and the G who are now getting these particular rights are ready to go and pick up our flag and wave it because, again, this past year we've had the highest number of trans murders in the U.S. Oh, that's terrible to hear. What are you doing today, Michelle, to, um, for the day? Well, I'm actually emceeing uh, an event and telling a bit of my story and just trying to do my best to raise further awareness today as much as I can. Oh, that's so fantastic. So, yeah, so basically off a plane, hit the ground running and, and back at uh, <laughs> back at the public speaking and speaking at different events. All right, oh, that's Michelle. wonderful. Thanks Thank for you joining so us. much for joining us, Michelle. We'll let you get back to work. Thank you so much. Thanks, Michelle. International Transgender Day of Remembrance. Have you seen Bob Catter? He's in the news again. Oh, he's a funny one, isn't he? He was on ABC. He's uh, very entertaining. He's hilarious. Isn't he? Especially <laughs> his facial expressions. His facial expressions. He doesn't even have to talk and you're already giggling your head off. He was on Insiders on ABC TV and he left uh, the host Barry Cassidy in absolute stitches mm. when he was asked for his view on Australia's historic vote in favour of marriage equality during a press conference last week. Um, and uh, this was his response. You know, people are entitled to their sexual proclivities. You know, I mean, let there be a thousand blossoms bloom as far as I'm concerned. You know, but I ain't spending any time on it because in the meantime, every three months, a person is torn to pieces by a crocodile in North Queensland.
<laughs> so he's I ain't spending any time. So midway he turns and he and he's saying he's not going to talk about it because. But you know what? In some ways, mm. I kind of agree with him mm. because uh, I mean the marriage equality should just happen. Yeah, exactly right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it just should happen. Yeah. We sh- it, and he, we shouldn't be talking about it. And so I maybe that's what he meant. Oh, I think I don't he know. did mean that. Yeah. But I didn't know that someone's torn apart. By a crocodile Is that frequently in Queensland. No, you? well, there you go. He does know something. <laughs> so he does know something. I'm not so sure that that's true, but you know, good old Bob Catter, always entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> that's it for us. Okay, but we're back on Thursday. We're which back. Is exciting. We're back on Thursday. See you on Thursday, six thirty. Anastasia and Warren, Joy ninety four point nine. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.